0: Welcome to the Beer in a Movie podcast, a podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies. Sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I am Joe Hilliard, along with, as always... Carlos Cooper. And Dave Gurney. And we are here to discuss a couple of great films. Oh, I don't want to let the cat out of that. <laughs> A couple of movies and drink a couple of beers, but not in that order. First, we drink beer... That's right, and yeah. we've got uh, what appears to be a doozy and a fantastically paired beer for our first film. Well, we we always try to achieve
1: outstanding pairings, right? So, <laughs> in this in this case, I think uh, we we've actually I've been sitting on this one for a couple months. Oh well, no, wonder for the it's right a little warmer than normal. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I had I had brought this back from my last trip to Maine. This is from uh, Mast Landing Brewery uh, or Brewing Company. They're out of Westbrook, Maine, my hometown, where I where I grew up for many years, and still go back to visit. And uh, they are a, and always
0: bring a bounty from Maine when I you do. I try. They
1: they are a great little brewery that I don't think we've had their stuff on before. But I I'll, I'll, I'll don't have believe to so. Check the list. Oh, I don't know. Um, but this is one that's really. If not their flagship, certainly a beer that many people have come to love, and they actually do an imperial version of it too, but here we just have the uh, lowly original Gunner's Daughter. It's a 5.5 ABV. (laughs) Right, a 5.5 milk stout with uh, bold flavors of peanut butter, coffee, and dark chocolate, and the name Gunner's Daughter. This is something, I knew it was a nautical kind of themed beer because there's a... A sailboat on the oh, can, a ship. on the label, a ship. That is not
2: a sailboat. That is a it's, ship. It sails. What do you, the, like a tall ship? I feel like is a that... sailboat has a connotation of a smaller, you're right. you know, you're right. like but it but 20 it, to 40 foot vessel. But I'm, that, I mean, I'm no, I'm across no, the Atlantic and that thing. Right.
1: Okay. Good point. But looking into <laughs> it, the Gunner's Daughter name, uh, it, it's a reference to the cannon on a ship, which was often especially used or, or referred to that way when people were being, uh, reprimanded or or, uh, or really beaten on the ship for one would assume bad behavior of some sort. Mutiny. Mutiny, and uh, so they'd be, be tied, and it would be called like kissing the gunner's daughter or mm-hmm. hugging the gunner's daughter, and they would be flogged while they were tied to the cannon. So um, let, let's wipe away some of those terrible connotations <laughs> with that and uh, and see if the beer
0: maybe stands on its own. It's definitely a, a nice dark stout. You yeah. take the coffee out and it's reminiscent of the flavor profile of the, at least by definition, of that ridiculous AF from right. Saloon Door that we had in our very last episode. Right, that's or, true. or their tasty AF, which we haven't one. had on. No, the, I, um, I had, a, But I had a glass last night. Yeah. yeah, I don't
2: think that you can get that outside of a uh, bar. I don't think they Oh, they're, they're not people. canning that one? I don't think one. they can that
0: one. Well, they, this is uh, added, added coffee to that same profile, the mm-hmm. peanut butter and the chocolate. Yeah. and no, uh, I'm mad at it it. it doesn't the have idea a, of it, at least. It doesn't yeah. have a real thick head on it, which I usually expect in a milk stout.
2: Yeah. Yeah, a
1: little
0: bit know. more, but, no, but it, it smells delicious. head, yeah.
2: Now, before we start talking about the film, there are a couple of things that I wanted to bring to the, the table. Um, I was listening to, um, upon Dave's recommendation, that was the uh, word I was looking for, Dave's mm. recommendation. A uh, interview with Ed Norton on WTF, and he said two things that really struck me, especially given some of the more recent ep- uh, films that we've done. Um, the first one was when you get ahead of the story, you start to check out. He was talking about this in reference to his latest film, Motherless Brooklyn. But I think that that I think that gets at something that I that bothers me about a lot of these superhero movies. I know I get a lot of flack for like not being a fan of them, but I think that that illustrate some point of why i don't enjoy them why they frustrate you because i'm just like i kind of i know kind of where it's going already Mm -hmm. and at a certain point i'm just like all right like how long is it going to take us to you know right right, um, and i don't know i thought that was interesting and um getting ahead of the story yeah, well, when and you it, as a viewer are ahead of where you're at in the story, right. and then, it, yeah, it just plays out to your expectations. And, and you if kinda... I remember
1: correctly, because I also listened to this, ep- you know, you, I yeah. encourage you to listen to it. Um, it. I think it was in context of him talking about that he thought we should be more comfortable with getting lost and, and not being able to kind of make sense of everything in a film. Yes. and that right. Which we... Uh,
2: is relevant is <laughs> right. uh, definitely relevant to today's episode To today's episode for which sure, also yeah. the second quote that grabbed me which i wrote down knowing not knowing but suspecting that it was going to be relevant to today's episode is that uh, he said comprehension is not always the goal of great art
0: right i agree right. with that uh, yeah. yeah
2: and i think that that's another thing is that you know with certain mainstream blockbuster kind of things they really want you to they want to tie a big bow on it, make sure everybody understands what happened. And all Well, that take the of,
0: so. word blockbuster off of it, and I still think you're accurate. Um, Mainstream film yeah. typically spoon yeah. feeds.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and I like to be challenged.
2: Yeah. But those are two things that when I was making breakfast this morning and listening to that episode that, kind stood, of, out, yeah. that stood out to me that I right. wanted to, to bring up.
0: I just like how you're thinking about film. And film criticism at all times, even at <laughs> breakfast time. Did you pour yourself a beer? I
2: did, uh, Death by Coconut. <laughs> oh, that, that's, good a good, morning, that's a good sunshine. morning. Good morning, yeah. yeah so,
0: what movie
1: are we talking about? We are talking about The Lighthouse. So, that that's the nautical tie in here. This is a film that uh, takes place on a remote island. Uh, and a
0: film that we've been anticipating and looking forward to for yeah. a very long time. Yeah,
2: we've discussed in previous episodes, and
1: That's not, right. not necessarily because none of us had actually seen the prior film by this director writer, um, the, or you had Joe, mm-hmm. sorry, uh, but Carlos and I hadn't seen it, so we weren't going in because we thought this guy had proven himself worthy of a second film. We well, just, that
0: film is called The Witch, and yeah, right. and and it had appeared on many lists of being the best, one of the best horror films slow burn horror films of the year of its year of release Probably. yeah, yeah. For and sure. I try, I try to chase those when sure. I can I like yeah. I'm a big horror
1: nut yeah it's one that was on my radar but at the time I just hadn't for made, whatever reason, made it yeah. yeah I get you Damn. so um so it wasn't that but the based on the trailer also based on the presence of Robert Pattinson and willem Defoe as the kind of co-leads of the film uh that I think we all thought
0: and the choice you don't see very often that you learn immediately when you see the trailer of going black and white Yeah, that is a risk starkly black. When it comes to box office, a lot of folks consider that a risk in this day and age. But Mm -hmm. uh, but everything about that trailer made me want to see this movie. Yeah, well, you could tell. I mean,
1: from the trailer, you can tell it's something unlike most films you're ever going to see. Period. But certainly at the box office, Um, and and so that it that it's been released as widely as it has been, I'm I'm excited about. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's and and it's. Art.
0: An art house release that wide, uh,
2: yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it's not like um, you know, it's not like a, I don't know, maybe like Joe Swanberg or Noah Baumbach that are were considered indie kind of art house stuff that still do have the kind of mainstream appeal sometimes. Uh, sometimes, um, but I mean, this one really is art i mean it's art house i mean it's there's no <laughs> well yeah ifs, like ands or
1: buts about i know it. what you mean like the, with with those other filmmakers it's very actually, unconventional right right in um, every way you know it's still like very sort of um what do you, i don't want to say pedestrian but like human relationships that you can recognize immediately and that yeah. aren't like this film on the other hand is doing something uh with with sort of, it's there's a poetic approach there's a surrealist approach there's there's a lot of uh exaggeration, there's the elements of the supernatural, there's, you know, all of this questioning whether or not things are actually happening. So, But before, we're, we're kind of, I'm getting yeah. ahead of us, but, you know, just to sort of flesh out the basic premise here, remote island, there's a lighthouse, these two men are set out to set sent out to be the keepers of that lighthouse for a four-week period. Um, they arrive there, one is a seasoned professional, apparently, he's done it before.
2: He didn't live there? Like permanently,
1: um, I thought he was sent out there too. The, didn't they both arrive at the beginning? Why am I? Be-
2: <laughs> well, no, uh, you, well, you may well, be right. Well, no, I think that it, I think that it, you know it could go he either just met way. Him. Okay, because the first time you see William Defoe, it's ne- standing next to Robert Pattinson right after he right. has arrived. So right. it does kind of seem like they arrived They arrive at, the at the same, same time, time, but because of how protective he is of the light, how. Right. He talks about his last assistant and yes, things like that. It right. makes it seem like Robert Pattinson was just sent there to aid the master lightkeeper guy. And what then, was the
0: second Edward Norton quote that you referred to at the beginning? Confusion. <laughs> it's, it's overrated.
2: Comprehension is not always the not always, object okay. of great art <laughs> the aim of or something.
1: Right. Well, okay. So there we go. A little confusion there. But either way... Robert Pattinson's character is starting the four-week stint on the island, yeah. and no dispute that uh, the Willem Dafoe character, Thomas, has been out there before, yeah. if not continuously before, yeah. um, and, and feels ownership over the lighthouse. He's a veteran wicker. Yes. Wiki. Wiki, Wiki. 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 yeah. Um, and this was before there was a Wikipedia. This is, you know, Wiki. Yeah. <laughs> so this is set in the 1890s as well, so that's a, yeah. it's a period piece of a sort. Um, but, but there they are kind of stranded on this Island until relief comes, which should be four weeks later. Mm -hmm. And in that time, you know, uh, Robert Pattinson, he just have to deal with each other and, and make do. And that's kind of the basic premise. These two men trapped on an Island together. Of course, the four weeks pass and he doesn't get relieved. A storm comes and it seems to be preventing any boats from coming to the Island. And that's where it kind of spirals even further into um madness let's say so yeah
2: i yeah time is kind of time kind of ceases to exist in watching this movie to a certain extent it's hard to gauge how far into the film you are or at least it was for me especially once
1: a storm comes especially once the other boat doesn't arrive
2: well i don't mean in terms of the narrative i mean in terms of how long i have i been sitting in the oh (laughs) yeah right right uh, right. it's kind of hard to tell because
0: which is a good sign, isn't it, if you're not concerned with or thinking about the running time?
2: yeah, um, but but I, I don't know for me, I like he's about to get relieved, like, oh, it's your last night, like tomorrow you're getting relieved, whatever. I'm like, okay, so w- the chunk of the conflict or whatever is gonna be like something fucked up's gonna happen overnight, you know, but right then it, that's. That was what I was expecting. It's yeah. not what happened, but it's no. what I was expecting. Okay. Okay. Um, and so I was like, "Dang!" Like, as far as pacing goes, how's this gonna <laughs> yeah, you know, right, play Right. Out Where, yeah, I mean, right. You know, cause yeah. Right. Because we blew through that first four weeks kind of fast to spend a whole yeah. another like however long on just one night, or but you know that was what was going on in my head at the time, but that is not what took place.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying. It might
2: not be that important of a talking point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it is. I I think the experience of time in this film is very. Strange, because, like you say, the beginning section of the film comparatively moves along at a certain kind of pace. I don't want to say natural pace, but at least one that's somewhat logical, right? To a typical Mm -hmm. like, here's this new assistant. He's being sort of beaten down by the old wiki who controls the lighthouse. He won't let him in the light. That's a point of contention between them. the The wiki's sort of demanding certain types of labor from him yeah he
2: won't let him in the light because I guess he doesn't want to see him standing up there naked just looking at it right which, well, <laughs> I mean
1: or whatever he's experiencing there that yeah, causes whatev- him to want to take his clothes off whatever and, he's
2: doing up there because we, we do
1: see uh, from Robert Pattinson's character's point of view the um, the uh, Willem Dafoe character Thomas up in the lighthouse clearly Presumably like his nude silhouette yeah, yeah. yeah uh, against it so there's something going on in that lighthouse that goes beyond just the normal keeping it keeping it lit. Uh, (laughs) Or I guess maybe he's keeping keeping it (laughs) late. But uh, you spend four weeks alone in a lighthouse yeah. and see what you
0: <laughs> do up there,
1: right? But there are certain things about the job, like you know he's not he's not cleaning well enough, right? Yeah. You got to swab harder. You yeah. got to you know you didn't clean this floor, or you know make sure that not telling him certain things that um, should be essential, right? That the cistern needs to be cleaned, or else the water is going to be you know rancid, and, and so not or that, telling him until he, could he actually have taken drinks
2: Taking a smaller oil canister, yes, up right? The ridiculous flight of stairs instead of carrying a you know a huge, fifteen right. gallon. Which like he then bad. chastises
1: him about and forces him to bring the Take large back canister down. Back
2: down. <laughs> Still full.
1: <laughs> yes, right. So, like typical kind of hazing, almost yeah. right. I mean, so it's like the the first I don't know is that? lording over. Yeah, like the first act of the film is really this kind of like you know this like trial by fire indoctrination into this life, maybe you know something that's a little more vo- vocational in nature than it is existential. But then I think once you hit that. He should be relieved. No, the storm has come. And something has happened to kind of potentially precipitate that, right? One of the other rules that the wiki has set out for him is don't mess with the birds, right? Yeah, (laughs) don't kill a seabird. I
2: didn't didn't really look at it in terms of hazing or I didn't like process it in that way. Mm. But it reminds me of a time when I worked overnight at Whataburger and... New, talk about hazing a new guy had started that we like knew outside of work already you know from my like high school or whatever who was kind of a tool and so we sent him out to water all the plants in the dining room but they were all fake plastic plants Uh huh. <laughs> oh he, god he, he got through almost all of them before, before he realized i am watering plastic happening.
1: oh wow Y'all were jerks. Oh man. But that's some fun, I guess,
2: at yeah. two in the morning that, at Whataburger. When you were talking about that, that's all I could think of. Oh. I was crying so hard not to laugh yeah. as you yeah. were talking. Right. So but but didn't you feel like
1: there was like yeah. a shift there? Like at least in the you know, the intensity of things where yeah. w- once once the situation becomes less clear, like, oh, there may be no relief at all. Yeah. How long will this storm last?
2: Trying to ration food. And
1: also it was you know, the the night of him departing the next day that sort of convinced him, yeah, sure, I'll start drinking with uh, yeah. the the old wiki, right? That uh, he had resisted. He hadn't mm-hmm. succumbed to—it's w- w- never really established, but you get the sense that he probably had a troubled relationship with alcohol yeah. and has held off. But then uh, on that night where, you know, uh, Thomas says, hey— and- you're going to be leaving tomorrow anyway. It's, you know, like you've made your, you know, your, your job is done here. Let's, let's have some, he, he indulges and,
2: and continues. It gets wild. To indulge. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Right. Even once they've lost access to alcohol.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do we want to talk about the oddly comedic moments of this movie? Mm. In an otherwise incredibly dark film. Right, I mean, it is super, super dark, yeah. right? And and as Joe said,
1: cinematographically, this is, you know, it's black and white, and it's a very stark kind of black and white through through much High of High
2: contrast, which I love. I yeah. thought this movie looked better than almost anything I've seen on the screen this
1: well, year. Well, and, and I don't know if y'all noticed, but the aspect ratio of it... The one-to-one. It's almost one-to-one, right? It's like a yeah. little, but it's not quite exactly square. It was okay. actually... Fooling me because I was like, "Is that four three or it's I, not?" I, four, know, I don't want to be. No, it isn't. It isn't. No. It's closer to square than. But it's like it's, I thought it was one one. Eh, it's close. It's okay.
0: close. It's perfectly Instagrammable. Yeah, uh, there.
2: Uh, there you go. But, but consi- and, and cons- normally cons- I'm starkly against that aspect ratio. Well, it's
0: well, you never see it. Not not in mainstream film. Not on a movie theater in well, America. You, typically,
2: you did in Ghost Story uh, by our good friend David Lowry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: There's there's precedent where people have played around, but it's not and, usual. And
2: uh, Xavier Dolan did it in Mommy too. Right. Um, Fairly, I think the, my point is valid. No, <laughs> yeah. no, it is. I'm, if you can I'm point just, to I'm two, ju- then yeah, I'm just, that's... I'm just thinking about the times that I remember seeing sure. it. Sure. Um, I, I was, but I was getting very back, much against David Lowry's doing it.
0: Getting back to that notion of a film like this not getting a very wide release. Yeah. One more thing. I don't want to say against it, but one more thing against it for wide release, releasing it yeah. for a mass audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, so, going back to that real quick. Sorry, going back to that. Did Robert Pattinson sell the film? Will, Willem Defoe doesn't sell the film. Well, I don't know. Does I don't think I'm I don't talking think either
1: the, of them. They sold it for us.
0: But no, I mean the notion of, of releasing it wide. It's not the director's name. We I think it,
2: it is. might have been a little bit
1: because The is Witch it? really did well. I, okay. I think I think The Witch had enough of a. I mean, it wasn't a block from the right? director I mean, of The Witch gets it, people in the seats. But like you say, you saw it pop up on a list of yeah. you know like I think it's the, the best slow burn horror film. I think mm-hmm. it's
2: the storm of all those things. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> right. But be- ah, own it. But because the witch did well, and then because you have someone who is... Emer- I, I know he's been around a long time, but somebody who is emerging as a very serious actor larger in Robert than, Pattinson.
0: Larger than a vampire character.
2: Yeah, him. And then you have a very seasoned veteran in William Dafoe. Right. And then you have a it's kind Oscar of... time. A kind of far out premise. And mm-hmm. I think all of those things combined are like, okay, if it was just Robert Pattinson in a movie... That's kind of off-kilter. You get a high-life release. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, For an art film. Or or Good Time, which didn't get as wide a release either. Maybe if it was just the guy from The Witch doing something with some unknown folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, I don't know. But all of those three things, like, okay, there's enough and people go see it. Enough Defoe people go see it. Enough people that really like The Witch will go see it. Enough mm-hmm. people that are like, what the fuck is this that are going to yeah. go see it? And, and then I, uh, good art all, cinema reviews. I think all those things combined... So got got a twenty four to be like let's
0: let's, let's take lucky. a chance
2: let's roll the dice see yeah, what happens yeah.
1: and it, well and it also it played well at Con and a couple other film festivals that won the director's Fortnite prize at Con so okay it you know it that's, it, it that's had received not nothing no it's not and it so it received some accolades yeah. that I think probably also helped with that calculation of oh this is a film that we can you know sort of rest on okay critics have you know given the stamp of approval here that this yeah. is something worthy of seeing but to get back you know where you know the stark black and white the, yeah. the odd aspect ratio that has a boxier feel to it and then you know as the, the sort of dark themes this like sort of the existential crisis that I think essentially this film is in some way but peppered throughout, as you as you were pointing out, Carlos, there's a lot of funny moments. I mean, right from the get-go, and then peppered throughout the film, right from like the get-go, as, he just as starts serious farting. as it gets, sometimes as dark as it gets, there are these moments where y- you can imagine. I was bursting out laughing regularly. Oh, in the I film, imagine right. I mean, I can't imagine that. Yeah, you know, w- one of the theme. This is probably the most fart jokes per film I've yeah, seen since right. the Emoji movie. You saw the
2: Emoji movie? <laughs> no, but, uh, I was like, holy shit. <laughs>
1: No, but he does does have young. I was gonna say, I've been been in the presence of it. It was one that I never took them to see in the theater, but it it was on Netflix for a while at least. Ah. And it was something that was on a few times. It came
0: in, it came through the cycle. Okay, there was definitely,
1: if not fart jokes, poo jokes. A lot
2: of, uh, yeah, because the uh, poo movie. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fart jokes in this one. And then the one that in my theater, at least, which you know, wasn't very full, it's been out for a couple weeks now, and it was a Sunday early afternoon, but that got the most laughs from everyone in the theater unanimously. Was when Robert Pattinson was like, okay, I like your cooking. Is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> Where you're like, you know, like whatever. Everyone started laughing when that happened. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. a lot of... I almost felt bad laughing at it at times. Cause I was like, this is a really serious film. It is, but th- those were... No, they, I know that they were intended yeah, to be funny. Yeah. And,
0: and some of the best, quote unquote, serious films are Oscar films that are dire in tone or more dramatic in tone... Yeah. will typically have yeah, but some the, comedic elements in with this one, you needed it. it. Sure. Like yeah. you, Something especially to break that
2: especially mm. the cooking joke part. Gets right. a little deeper in it and man, you needed that. Yeah. Cuz it's like it gets, yeah. it
1: gets really intense. Yeah, it, it puts
2: really... its foot on your neck and like doesn't right. let up right. the last the whole like third act portion of it. Yeah. Okay. Do we know what it's about? Do we know what happened? Well, I mean, whatever actually happened, I
1: think it's about a man's deteriorating mental state, right? That he's like, so, the, you know, I, I think the, it's
2: about the, uh, I think it's a story about guilt.
1: Yeah. For sure. I mean, guilt is a huge theme, right? He spills the beans later in the film. Why'd
2: you spill the beans? <laughs> I told you not to spill the beans. Yeah, Not to spill your beans, spill which makes your it beans. weirder.
1: Yes, yes, yes. You know, I, this is, I won't go on to, but have y'all seen the films of Guy Madden or... Okay. Um, you know, the, the, obviously David Lynch would be another touchstone. I mentioned we thought about pairing this with some Array other surrealist Array-esque, cinema, yeah. Buñuel, or but you know, Guy Madden has a interesting. And it can would you be, tell,
0: tell me a title or two that? Yeah.
1: Tales from the Gimli Hospital, nope. the World's Saddest Music, the um, mm-hmm. uh, Heart Heart of the World. I don't know. He's he always stabs my heart somewhat when you outdo us no 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 <laughs> the, hey we'll have to do a guy madden episode at some point and that will be the one that has nobody listening that yeah. week but but he's a canadian filmmaker impossible he's a no they the, stay so for the beer people will listen uh it's a canadian uh he's a canadian filmmaker who just makes very small but very strange films do you some that for. <laughs> but they're so, and he and he has a similar way with dialogue where like he'll put these weird turns of phrase, like you said, spill your beans instead yeah. of spill the beans, that just like make it a little, oh, I know what he means and 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 it's familiar, but then it's just made a little bit odd. And it's so just it's just weird, a little yeah. strange. So, uh, but you know what, what you're saying about this? So guilt, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a huge one. I think part of it is, you know, identity, right? Like he later in the film, as he spills his beans, also kind of reveals that he took somebody else's name that he wasn't yeah. like he's been he's been saying that his name is Ephraim something right and then why uh, did I already forget it it's yeah. Will
2: Will not Wilbur it's Ephraim uh, Winslow Winslow I right it was a WI situation but right.
1: then later he says that his name was was Tommy Howard right yeah. that, that that was re- the real name and that he took the name of this other guy who he worked with when he was a lot Longer he was out yeah. there, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and who so he died. like basically let die, right? It's yeah, it's or kind it's of ambiguous, funny. like he let him die, or maybe kind of caused the accident. We, nah. he definitely feels which bad could, about
2: just standing there, yeah. and also his lack of which
0: makes a well, wiki a perfect job for someone if yeah. they need a, like a self imposed seclusion, right. Based yeah. upon a guilt and not putting a pr- himself not, in not a, not a, not a prison, sentence. yeah, and yeah. I and,
2: and I think the also the ostrich. Ostras- ostracization ostrus ostracization yeah ostracization from society Something tell me about uh, a real
0: long neck yeah <laughs> uh
2: because, because of the, because of the fact that birds he, are
1: important in this film they
2: are yeah very but because of the fact that he doesn't feel anything after that happens like he watches a man die and right. just wants a cigarette you know yeah. and i think that he sees in himself like some kind of um like he's missing something that the rest of humanity has and is like okay i should probably like just be by myself Yeah, and not be a menace to the world or, uh, you know, whatever. I don't want people to see me for who f- I, I don't want people to see me for who I really am. Right.
0: Figuratively flog myself with isolation. Yeah. Yeah. Which so like, can you can imagine and like
2: backbreaking work, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, Cause the, yeah, he's like the stuff he has to do. is does not look easy at all. You right. know, and like uh, very physically demanding stuff. Uh, he has sex with a mermaid at some point, maybe kind of. Yeah, right, um, right. William Defoe's an octopus. Uh, I mean, right. there's just like so much like crazy shit yeah, that, that, that we've been dancing or that we've been dancing around this whole it's time. It's
0: Descendant of madness. It's also the effects probably of isolation. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean,
1: again, I think guilt is huge. I think also, th- but for me, it was it was really like psychology. It's like how your mind can sort of play
0: tricks on itself, and... And using every concept of filmmaking to get those points across without smacking you on the head with it. Yeah, yeah.
2: and and, and also... The, yeah, nothing's I, over the top or like fed to you. Right, this.
1: and also how once you isolate yourself, as we're talking about, um, that it becomes hard to, ha- there's, to... To be tethered to reality becomes harder and harder, right? I mean, early on, I think you get the sense that Robert Pattinson's character, you know, Ephraim, um, or Tommy, is... You know, pretty okay. He knows what his job is. He knows what it's supposed to be. He even questions um, Thomas, uh, the the Willem Dafoe character. You know, like why won't you let me tend the light? You know, the manual says I tend the light as well. You know, so he's like he's trying to say like, okay, there's a there are rules. There's something we're supposed to be going by. You know, this is uh, this is the way the world works. But later in the film. I think he becomes so untethered. There's no system in place. There's no community there to enforce those rules. There's nothing really to keep them. Um, that, uh, yeah. So I think isolation and then what it does to one's psyche or what tricks one psyche can play on itself is a huge part of what's going on in this film. Yeah. Do we recommend it?
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: I so I recommend it with caveats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> i just saying. I loved it. I'm super excited that I get to see it in the theater. In fact, I was talking to Carlos before he went to see it and said, I almost want to go see it again before we record. Because one thing that struck me as I was leaving was oh, yeah, I wanted to pay attention to the soundtrack. I cannot, like, it's I so did. so good. <laughs> well, and I listened to it later after I talked to you on Spotify just to yeah. hear some of the. and I was like,
2: oh, yeah, okay. And it was, the like, coming horn throughout the whole thing, too. Yes, the uh, fog
1: horn. Was that yeah. oboe, or the, I don't know, or was don't that an know. actual horn? It, it might have been. It was just, but it was so seamless. I mean, I got so swept into this weird dream world of this, character and yeah. what he's experiencing and the film itself kind of que- the you know the characters question that like there's a point where Thomas is saying you know am I real am I really here are we really you know like th- it plays out like that perfect psycho drama horror film that I wanted it to be so absolutely if you're somebody who likes to go there and be in that strange place and is comfortable with ambiguity and yeah. and also maybe some pretty gruesome imagery that comes along towards the end of the film especially. Yeah. Then yes, Some you percent. absolutely need to go see this. Do yourself the favor, get out there. However, if you're somebody who likes to be tethered to narrative certainty or likes conflict that they can easily wrap their head around, or like people i'll put it this way strong
2: narrative structure
1: i went to a screening that started with i think about 15 people in the theater with me by the end of it three of them had walked out at various points okay so yeah
0: what was that like a 20 20 loss ratio i don't want to cater this show to that kind of not audience member but the notion that i i would almost repeat everything you said if i could use all those big words (laughs) <laughs> Shut but up, up. no i'm serious i mean I, I thought that was a very succinct uh uh, uh, uh way to put it however it, i just yeah i just recommend it because maybe expand your mind without needing all of that uh all,
2: yeah all the caveats yeah, I mean, to begin with well yeah and i i mean i doubt there's really anybody that's listening that is so said and like yeah i need a very nice bow on the end of every movie that I see. I right. would highly doubt that that mm-hmm. is uh, part of our audience uh, necessarily. So if you're listening to this, you probably are somebody that would be open to a thing like this. And I would say, go. If you're not, then like, I don't know, maybe watch better movies. <laughs> that's that's what I mean. Um, but I yeah, but it's,
1: I, I'm almost there with you. And I, I guess I'm the reason why I I do couch it the way that I do, and that this may not be for everybody. Setting expectations. It's just being realistic. And and also, like, I'm not, you know, obviously I respect our listeners very highly, and I think you're probably right. The majority of our listeners would very comfortably go to this film and be excited about what it was doing. However on the off chance that somebody recommended this podcast to you and you're just trying it out for the first time and you know like hey what are these dudes talking about start with movies? high life <laughs> and then i'd say this is one of our more challenging selections sure. right. right along, yeah. along but with, with that high wide life, yeah. with that wide release i mean go, it's get, go give it a chance well it's cool and it's hey you know it seems like it's sticking around a little bit so that's that's kind of Yeah, neat. it's been
2: a couple weeks already yeah yeah definitely one that's of good. our more challenging
1: selections that's right. I would say, might that's see some fair. oscar play
0: Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't
1: know. The, the, see, that's another thing. I don't know that this one I could see it getting recognized. I don't know if it would win any. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll it win awards. Anything. No. Yeah. I'm on
2: the fence about whether it's even, it'll even get nominated or not yeah.
1: I mean, the performances are pretty out there. I mean, the, you know, Pattinson Pat- and DeFoe easily could get nominated. Yeah. I don't know that they would be winners in those categories, but I could Probably see not. them in there.
2: I I think that Pattinson is showing himself to be one of the greatest actors of his generation.
1: Yeah, certainly one who's willing to go out in some strange places with his work—that um, but he delivers, deserves but he attention. Does, he
0: does deliver good performances. Yeah, I mean, I I can't think of anything. That Twilight we've talked about this before. I think during the High Life episode. Yeah, yeah. go back and find it if you'd like. But uh, is that he is especially with the, uh, Batman coming out? Yeah, moving in that direction, he is making really interesting. And exciting decisions and moves in his career, well, yeah, and, I mean, and breaking up, breaking away fully from the Twilight. Yeah, what would be a curse for a franchise like
2: that. Well, Batman will be his most mainstream thing since Twilight, right? Probably I easily mean, yeah. since then. You know, he hasn't done. I'm eager to see it. Anything quite like that. In fact, he's done the exact opposite of anything quite like that. Right. Um, it, it, it. Did makes... you notice he was doing a JFK impression throughout? Well, I. <laughs> I don't know if I would. He sounded a lot like JFK. I hear, I
1: hear what you're saying, and it was, you know, supposedly set off the coast of New England. Yeah. So it makes sense that there was kind of a New England accent going on. But yes, it was probably more of a mid 20th century JFK esque accent, at least at times. I yeah. Could, yeah it, he, I mean, it didn't stand out to me, but he I, definitely
2: went in and out of it a little bit. But there yeah. were some times where he would say things that. Uh, certain words, I guess, maybe, that right. really struck me is like, okay, he's doing a JFK right now. <laughs> but but no, I think that, you know, it's it's hard to get yourself into this, you know, character right. is when it's so far removed from any, like, you know, probably life experiences you've ever sure. had. You know, yeah. like, the farther out there you get, the more you really have to kind of... The more commitment it takes, which I think is is hard for some actors to do because you have to be, like, really brave to just, like, go in and do it yeah. and, like, not look back, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, we see actors that do that, like mm-hmm. Nick Cage, who are then ridiculed for it afterwards. So yeah. I, can, I can see uh, a lesser actor being trepidatious. Right about really getting into it the way that yeah. Robert Pattinson did. And, well, he definitely, and, and then, he can
1: he can get intense, as Willem Dafoe can. Well, I was oh, going to yeah. say, Willem Dafoe's past that point now, where he's just like, well, all right, fuck it, let's go. Another master you know? technician. Like, you know, I don't. we didn't talk about it on the podcast. I think it might have been right before we started the podcast. But Florida Project was one of the more oh, recent yeah, films I, I saw him it. in. And it's just such a subdued kind of, I mean, it's a weird film in its own ways. Yeah. But he is actually kind of like... The core of normalcy that exists in this strange setting that it that it's taking place in, so he he's capable of you know being the strangest thing on screen Green that you're Goblin. gonna see, yeah, and he's also capable of being totally milk toast, or like, like uh, middle of the road. His
2: character in Grand Budapest Hotel too is really on. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. No, he's, l- he's wonderful. Did you listen to his WTF? It was around the time Fire project didn't. came you out. Know, I didn't. Um, yeah. He talks a lot about it, and it's really interesting hearing his. Uh, perspective on working on that film cool I, especially with its somewhat more unconventional production yeah uh, that it had so yeah. I I
0: guess we all agree that we're not going to lash this film to a cannon and beat it no I actually
2: really want to see no. it again
0: yeah. <laughs> now because you know that's right
2: you're, you're I, I saw it okay. I know I know but <laughs> but I I did want to say that because because David brought up that we had talked about how he wanted to see it again right but then now but after I saw it I was like okay now that I know where it's going, yeah, I'd like to go back and yeah, I'd like to run it back and look at smaller things yes. that aren't necessarily narrative related, just like, you know. I had a s- conversation s- with a, one
0: of my best friends who's also a film freak. Wasn't either of us. We talk about how these days, and we were actually having a conversation, is, is it a process of getting older? We prefer to see a film twice almost before we make a grand determination yeah. about yeah. about it, and that was the case with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for me. It was the case for Inglorious Bastards. I hate to bra- draw two Tarantino films into oh, the no, same but, conversation.
2: But Once Upon a Time was is a very pertinent one, especially g- given the history of this podcast. Right, and mm-hmm. uh,
0: but yeah, I think that this one would be reward. Midsummer I've seen twice, and oh, I'm sorry, uh, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle and Michelle. <laughs> But uh, this one, I think, deserves a second viewing. I mean, it, it would make it would be an enjoyable, different experience.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, it, it goes... I remember when I was uh, in college doing film production stuff, I, I remember reading or a professor told me about a quote that somebody said. I can't remember who it was. But if you're really trying to be a better filmmaker, watch the same movie five times instead of watching five movies one time. Yeah, that's and, interesting. And I think that that isn't just go for if you want to make films, but if you're trying to like really enjoy more challenging cinema, right. you know, I think that's another, I think I think that the same principle carries over. And I think that this is quite challenging cinema. Yeah, <laughs> so, definitely. Uh, it, it would warrant another.
0: Was what we put in our glass tonight, was that I, I, challenging? I think we all agree unanimously that we're not going to take this film and lash it to a cannon and whip it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not too late to whip it. In shape. (laughs) This one, I think, whipped it really good. Uh, The 5.5 made it. We're talking about the mass landing, of course, Gunner's Daughter and milk stout, Uh chocolate, peanut butter, coffee.
2: Not a lot of coffee.
0: 5.5. This is one of the smoothest milk stouts I've ever enjoyed on the show. When I say smooth, I'm talking about easy to drink. I didn't taste any alcohol in it at all. Well, it's, yeah. Not to say that
2: it, 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 I mean, it's low. It's there.
0: Yeah. But, um, I it found this drunk. pleasant as hell. I enjoyed this beer very, very much. You should call it the Pleasant AF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I. I mean, I. I don't. know. You
0: need a little it, more oomph.
2: I like the ridiculous AF better. Yeah, sure. Um, but not like that's, okay. that's okay. Eleven. That's
0: okay. Yeah, eleven.
2: Yeah. yeah, it is. But so, the, I think because it the flavors are very like it really does taste super similar to yeah, that. It's, it's just lighter in body, right? And so it's I have a, a kind of weird. Like, I'm expecting it based right. on taste to feel a certain whatever. Um, now that being said, this is a much more, um, probably responsible option mm-hmm. that if you were gonna, well, if you're you know,
0: sitting on the porch crushing them all day, certainly,
2: and not even all day, but just at all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, no, like,
0: the, absolutely. This is, is one could that drink you, could, more than one. you could go or and a have, a,
1: one. have a couple pints of this, yeah. and you know, it's no worse than having Guinness, and, when, and, Whenever
0: you encounter a, a, a a beer drinker whose palate and visual palate is used to the lighter beers that we all know. Mm-hmm. And they are resistant to dark beers just because of the... the it's kind of the same thing you're talking about. Beer to me is always light. So therefore, if I put that dark beer in my mouth, it's going to just be off uh, putting yeah. to my mind. Mm-hmm. This is a fantastic introduction to dark beer because the flavor profile, the chocolate and the peanut butter, you're right, not as much coffee as you'd expect if it's you know on the list. It, well, it's so easy to drink. Yeah, it is. And yeah. it tastes delicious. It, do, it is delicious. And it's not, you're not going to knock them on their ass with that high ABV, that boozy swill.
2: Oh, it would be more fun if you did, probably. Yeah, well. But, but also, I mean... That's the second beer you give them. Also, the Ridiculous is harder, a lot harder to drink than this. I mean, you know, like... Yeah, if, no. If you were... That would not be where you would start somebody. Right. Um, but yeah, this is fun, light. I don't... You know, it's not going to weigh you down as much. No. So I think it's a much better, like, night out, like, hanging with friends... Kind of yeah. situation. I mean, it's good. Yeah, yeah, very good. It's good. Good
0: job, mast landing. We look forward yeah. to learning
1: more about you. And, and we'll see next time I'm up there. Maybe I'll be able to get some of the imperial version. Please, and, uh, and you'll find out how that ten percent version does yeah all right so uh we're going to take a little break as we do and when we come back uh if we haven't already said it explicitly we're going to be talking about that first film by robert eggers the uh the witch from yes right from uh 2015 and we'll crack open another beer
2: half of the episode we are going to drink another beer and talk about um robert eggers i got that right right yeah robert eggers yep. Yep. uh first movie the witch
0: i have previewed the beer bottle carlos you're gonna be happy yeah, if tell, that 5.5 did not tell us what we got this is from adroit theory virginia S- yeah slinking in the shadows of our barely acknowledged selves their light. That's too long It's It's a long paragraph What Evil Lurks It is an Imperial Stout with Mostra Coffee I might not be pronouncing that correctly Mostra, I think That's what I said Toasted Coconut (laughs) Toasted Marshmallow And Saigon Cinnamon It clocks in 13.5 carbs. Now we're talking That's almost three times our last And while we had a single pint Of that uh, mass landing Gunner's Daughter We're talking a uh, extra six ounces right here Love that for Two us. for each of us.
2: Do you mind if I open it? I would prefer to be Go it if you did. to it. Yeah. We had something else from them, right, recently? Um, I think we had yes. a collaboration.
0: I think you're right. Because
2: cause this brewery does something that I think is cool, and on the bottle it says the food you should pair it with, the cheese you should pair it with, the yeah. kind of cigar you should yeah. pair yeah. it with. Well,
0: let me give you that information. The food, they want, and Carlos, if you have any, just bring it on in, roasted <laughs> quail with parsnips.
2: Yeah, that's what I made for dinner tonight. The cheese would oh, nice. uh, a
0: Valdian blue cheese and a cigar, a uh, Fratello. Perfect. Tor- Toro. Toro size. Love mm-hmm. it. Love it, love it.
1: Oh, yeah. Good. So, yes, I believe, yeah, we did have, we'll, we'll have to look back and see. But, no, uh that's not mine either. <laughs> I know, but that's, that's, I have not drank out of <laughs> oh, okay. That.
0: My lips have touched this glass. <laughs> oh, and I know. We, we, we got to have glasses. I know you uh, don't want my cooties. Uh, apologies. Here. I got right. my cootie shots, so it should Ooh. be fine.
1: The nose on that—that that, I'm actually—I'm actually getting some marshmallow in the nose,
0: which is yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm actually getting some marshmallow in the nose—a sentence never before previously spoken on this podcast. Well, now it has, or been. or maybe never. ever. Yeah. Well, hey. Yeah, it does smell good. It is. Yeah, and you can tell that you can tell it's a little more um, robust than that 5.5 <laughs> ABV that we yes yeah. mm. um yeah. so <laughs> in case
2: you didn't know how we felt <laughs> not a lot of <laughs> the noises all if uh if this were closed captioned it would say uh joyful noises or uh
1: yeah or, or, pleasurable moans <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, you're you're keeping it i, I haven't PG. even tasted yeah. it yeah. yet
0: yeah the witch came out in 2015 and as i mentioned earlier it made a bunch of lists for top horror films of of that year and then i noticed that it's even made some top horror films of the decade uh, list people like or at least critics like this movie very much well it's a standout i mean
1: i don't you know apart from it being great or not which i i do think it's great but uh you know spoiler but um i like even if i didn't You could not deny that this film is very different than Mm -hmm. most horror films, most Mm -hmm. other films in general. Most 2015 films. Yeah, but but this is a pretty interesting approach to a horror film, right? Um, It's kind of stripping things back. I mean, it's not, um, you you know, I I remember going into it. uh, A couple people who had told me about it in the past had kind of mentioned the Crucible as a thing, because it's yeah. kind of set in this, you know, early New England, Certainly. Um, you know, the religious zealotry. The witchcraft and, is the worst. Right. W- witchcraft is sort of this thing that people are fearful of. But but you have this family that sort of isolated themselves by sort of
0: removing themselves from their church community. and Because I guess the church, it's a very short scene at the very beginning. The church right. is not... What's the word I'm looking for?
1: Mm, kosher
0: strict enough
1: right there's a dispute over
2: they, the
0: interpretation they, of right. yeah. they're not they're not they're they're interpreting it less conservatively than this family would hope that they would right and they
2: won't yeah they won't go back
0: right yeah. so
1: so they've struck out on their own they're trying to kind of farm out in the outskirts of wherever it is that that the people they had actually gone there to be with were and so they're kind of isolated, right? Bringing that theme of isolation mm-hmm. in, in from uh, what we were talking about with the lighthouse. And, uh, and, and this family's out there. There's a mother, a father, an older daughter who, who's sort of... Um, you know, getting close to her. Teen, she's a teen, right? I mean, yeah, a teen, yeah. But, yeah, but not quite old enough to marry because they do talk about it at some point, like, oh, we should have her go serve another family right. until she's yeah. married. We should hire whatever. her out right. so we can have extra income. Yeah, um, and then a set of twins, a boy and a girl, and then uh, another brother of hers who are all a bit younger. Right, and and, and the then brother. a very young infant child.
2: Yeah, the brother being in the middle of her and the twins. Right,
1: right. So, so you know, a, a fairly small family. Well. Not tiny, but you know, for the time, in a modest size. And uh, very early in the film, the infant disappears.
0: Disappears yeah, yeah, right, like right, 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 right in, right in front yeah. of her eyes while she's playing right. peekaboo. While with the him. eldest daughter close yeah. your eyes, open them, he's gone. Yeah, and, and uh, a ways away from where a person could come out and grab the child. Right, right. There's, there, in other words, there seems to be a supernatural element to his abduction. Yes, and
1: and very soon thereafter, we see that there is this. You know, older woman, right? Uh,
0: naked in the woods, using right. that, right? And I thought that was—I uh, don't know if you want to talk about it now or then or later. <laughs> now or later, let's go for it. It is—I uh, thought it was an amazing filmmaking choice to to remove the ambiguity, yes, uh, of what happened to the child. Because, as you said, the next scene is a long shot away from a witchy-looking older person a right. haggy looking person yeah female uh, carrying the child somewhere right so that removes it, it does one of two things it removes the ambiguity uh-huh. did, in other words we are to believe the girl did not do anything amiss the the, the oldest right. the eldest daughter who was eventually blamed for some of the family's problems mm-hmm. or the director is kind of throwing a little wrench to say, this is what we are to believe happened, but something else might have happened altogether. It, 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 I thought it was fantastic. I, I thought that that little shot of showing that woman taking the child was fantastic. Yeah, it, it, yeah, a, a, the the right decision to make.
1: Well, I liked it too, and and especially because after that things do kind of go into a slower gear mm-hmm. for quite some time, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this is only a what is it ninety? Yeah, yeah, 90, only... 93 minutes. Yeah, um, so it's not a super long film, but. Kind of like what Carlos was talking about with The Lighthouse, time gets stretched and kind of, you know, you don't experience it. I I think it's interesting, you know, that Eggers is a filmmaker here, just seeing these two films. It's clear that he's not interested in hewing to the conventions of storytelling that we're used to, right? He's not scared to challenge you. He will stretch things out and kind of give you more time with these moments than you would otherwise think is appropriate mm-hmm. in, a, in a film yeah. um, from a dramatic standpoint. But in doing so, I think he achieves some really interesting kind of um, tones that you don't get with a typical horror no. film. Mainstream horror. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of it, it really is just the drudgery of this life that they're living out in this isolated area. Lots of chopping wood. Yes, <laughs> right. wood. The only wood. thing he's good at. The yeah. father. It
0: turns out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, true. I did not yeah. interpret it that way. But you're no. Th- <laughs> one of the characters says that out loud. Oh really? Yeah. You failed at the crops. You failed at the commerce, yeah. and the only thing that you do, uh, she, the the the. The daughter says to yeah. him in a very, you know, dramatic kind of face-off with, it. in a end, family right. where you see that the father is the head of the house and is not to be, uh, yeah. uh, challenged. Right. Yeah.
2: I must have. The only thing
0: you do, the you only thing you're, you're good at, at the is the chopping wood, wood, and you do it all day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, can I talk about my relationship with this film? A sure. Bit? Yeah.
0: Go for it. You're in love with it. Well, you want to ask it on a date. Yes.
2: Go ahead. Um, no, when it came out, I remember being like, oh, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Mm-hmm. This movie looks really good. As Dave said, it was on my radar. And then, you know, I think it was just like a time where I wasn't going to the theater as often or ma- making it as much of a making it as concerted an effort to do so. And so I kind of missed it. And then I remember talking to people about it and... <laughs> People saying things like, oh, eh, I thought it was going to be so good, but it's just like so slow and like nothing happens till the very end and blah, 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 blah.
0: I, I can see why that might be a criticism. I...
2: I guess I could see it but I really didn't feel that way at Not all. A, I was I mean like either. I was locked in mm-hmm. from like the very beginning. And it goes back like,
0: David to what you said it defies uh, what a horror film, what we expect a horror film to be 9 out of 10 times. Right. But, well, I, I think, but
2: I I almost don't even understand that interpretation of it because I think that so early in this movie it starts asking questions that you don't have answers to and I think it's that kind of thing of like this uncertainty of what's going on like you know how is this gonna play out like you know some of the questions you never really get answers to like why'd they leave like why can't they just you know whatever blah blah blah
1: though you do get that moment where he kind of the father kind of reveals that it was more about his own pride, his pride than it was yeah. like any real conviction that he had yeah and, yeah so uh,
2: but, but yeah i man i was just i was in from yeah. Very early right. on in the I, film, and I, I never felt bored. Or well, I, I like it was feel, slow.
1: I didn't feel bored, but I definitely did feel like the pacing slowed. And that, but it didn't bother me. I think the other thing that I I remember hearing some people feel a little bit alienated by is the dialect, right? right. I mean, they're oh, yeah. they're speaking this kind of early modern English, too. yeah, right? Yes, yeah, sim- similar lighthouse. What say thee? Yes, right. That, that come There's something almost Shakespearean to it, right? In the the sense that, uh, you know, some of the dialogue is, if not impenetrable, at least not as easily accessed as your typical dialogue, even for period films, right? Which do, I think, try to balance that, bring in a little bit of the you know, authentic period dialect, but also make it sort of palatable to it. This doesn't really do that. This one, I think, no. even more so than Lighthouse, and it's set well, earlier I, than uh, yeah, Lighthouse. So
0: Lighthouse. I it, want to tie that to the relic- religious conviction in the film. Okay. Because the family's very religiously convicted. They're, they're bound... Seemingly, although seemingly, then he yeah.
1: has that admission later. You know, but yes, there
0: is this veneer of... And the language that they're using being so... What would you call that? Not, not high English, but high new English of... You know that that time period. Yeah. Thank God we've escaped it. Yeah. Would not want to. Would not want to speak that way. People will be listening
1: to us 400 years from now and saying, saying like, "My God, I can't believe how
0: terrible that that." Of course, they're speaking in robotic beeps and but just binary, right? Because they're half human, half cyborg. Yeah. But um, Terminator Dark Fate episode. This film's (laughs) cinematography is incredible. Yeah. The score is incredible. Yeah. Score. The casting is impeccable.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because. It was well, and, perfectly and cast. It once I'll say it again. I love Anya Taylor Joy. I think she's a great well
0: this, mother, this, father, young the kids, actress. all of it.
1: This really helped sell me because I honestly, I think I had only ever seen her in uh, Glass and and uh, Split there.
2: Thoroughbreds, I think was the one. See, I didn't see it. Thoroughbreds. Got I didn't
1: in, see yeah. that one. But uh, so, Carlos, but, she got him on one. That's very <laughs> you rare. You sure did. Yeah. She, was He'll see Thoroughbreds she was good. She was good in those films, but. Uh, that character doesn't have a whole ton of depth to it. And it's not a lot I didn't of meat. think so. No, no. But but the this witch, one. this one definitely did, Aww. and and I was really enjoying her presence. And again, she has these eyes um, that I think she uses really well and effectively. And this is a character that you know, honestly, throughout most of the movie, I, I'm I feel like she's being very honest about who she is and and what she believes and all that. Um, and and she's just surrounded by this family that totally distrusts her and and will not you know give. Well, her... they need a villain. They do, but it, but it's just so it, strange that they've chosen her. Well, not strange that they've chosen her, but it's a sad commentary. Correct. That they've chosen her, right? Yeah. And, and it's easier
2: to blame a woman for something than your firstborn son.
1: Right. Absolutely. Or
2: you know. If you if you're gonna blame one of the twins, you know you kind of got to blame them both. They're together all the time.
0: Yeah. So it's right. just like,
2: well, this is the easiest one.
0: And the father's above reproach because that's the social cast of the, yeah. of the era. Mm-hmm. And the woman is in grief, and we mm-hmm. leave her alone because she's lost her infant. Yeah. So yeah. nobody wants to touch that. Uh-uh. Right. You um, know, the one thing he does want to touch is that silver cup. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The father that he sold, yeah, right? The father sold, takes yeah. the what, what what appears to be their family's most valuable possession, a yeah. silver cup, and sells it for, what, bear traps? And, bear traps. Yeah. yeah, and what
2: a pussy he is. He lets his daughter just, like, <laughs> fucking t- just get beaten down by the mother and by everybody else. And then, then the still acts phone. like... And
1: then towards the end, is it's totally buying into it, even though he knows he created most of the situation yeah. that she's, you know, taking the blame for. Yeah, it's... No, that was a... It's a sick uh, and sad commentary on patriarchy. Is yeah. is, is this film yeah. in, in strange ways? Although, and I I don't know how much I want to really linger on this. It did cause me a little bit of pause, given that you know most of how I think we understand that period of sort of like you know the witch trials and and people like
2: Puritans, right? Things. Is
1: like you know this was really people persecuting women. Um, in this, in this really like sort of religious zealot sort of way that, you know, historically we kind of realized that was terrible. What, yeah. what the hell were we yeah. doing? It was scapegoating. And, and... and this film basically says, well, yeah, but what if that was real? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but what if they really were witches? Yeah. And that would, so, you know, I, I mean... I went with it, and I'm good with it.
2: <laughs> she wasn't until the end, though.
1: I know, no, right? Yeah. So, well, so there you go. She was that was very. That was the kind of part of. And it's it's where almost, like if if a woman does go to evil, if a woman does go that path, it's only because the patriarchal society beats her down to the point where if you can't the beat only them, place, join right? If well, you can't, or or go out and find those supernatural powers. Well, you that you can't beat them, can remote from even them. if it's yeah. outside right. of
0: society and it's just norm. like,
2: and it's just like if you think that I'm doing this already and you're going to treat me as if i am one i might as well get some of the benefits of well, okay, it so let's, <laughs> like, well, you know, well yeah like well a, it's a very let's like, be a little less let's
0: decision. be a little less vague the the baby is stolen we see as the audience that a witch has stolen the baby right. we even see the death of the baby in a very not t- tastefully yeah. done it was rough though it, it, right but we we're but,
2: eating breakfast at the time and kylie was like oh, i don't think i want to be eating <laughs>
0: <that."> <laughs> what, were you, what were you drinking <laughs>
2: Uh, pumpkinator at that point wow
0: <laughs> god you're committed um, <laughs> um a 28 then then the middle chunk of the film the middle large chunk of the film is more about the family's demise in that that like we said earlier the crops there's nothing to sell there, there, there's nothing to eat um then there's a horrible kind of Accident with a supernatural bend of they lose their dog, they lose their horse, they they're they beginning to lose their assets. The the, the
1: older brother, uh-huh.
0: yeah. And yeah. while we know that there was a witch, there starts to become a we need to blame someone for these problems, and the 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 daughter that was with the baby bears well, the brunt of well.
2: That. Fir- well, first it was a wolf. They didn't go straight to her necessarily. Right. They were like, "Oh, Wolf took the baby," mm-hmm. but then when she's around for the whole Caleb, and she's her teased brothers, her, she's
0: teased her youngest siblings yeah. about being a witch, and now yeah, they which, introduce which, that which, that she said which, that in a very inopportune time.
2: Yeah, which does put some of the blame on her too. Right. It
0: does. I mean, it was it was bad joking that she was doing yeah, there. For but sure. But we as the audience know there's a witch out in those woods. Well, that, yes, that right. will kill a baby. Around. So. Right. Let's talk about the end a little bit and and get into how the film resolves itself. So
2: I I talked earlier about my relationship with this film and people saying that it was, oh, it was slow and blah, blah, blah. Another thing I remember people, you know, having their panties all in a twist about was that the, the people hated the end of this movie, which I found interesting. But... Her going to the coven? Her... I, I, I don't know, because I didn't... Obviously, talking in any detail about yeah. it, because I hadn't seen it, but they're like, oh, the end is just whatever. But, you know, yeah. the, whatever they said about it at the time, it was four years ago, I don't remember. But, but yeah, so the end of this movie is we realize like, the twins were really doing most of this, because they were possessed by a demon that was inhabiting this all-black ram, Go black, black philip. Uh, <laughs> that... Which, you know,
1: this film... Unlike The Lighthouse, I don't think it has a whole lot of comedy peppered throughout it. Yeah. But I did find the Black Phillip name kind of funny. When, yeah. when they introduced
2: <laughs> it. I guess I didn't really think well, that much about talked it.
1: talked to Black Phillip. Yeah. Yeah, of course. They talked to Black <laughs> <Yeah>. Phillip. <laughs> I guess I
2: didn't think that much about it, but I always found it odd that they were singing about this goat, running around singing the song about this goat.
0: Yeah. And it's like... They, they didn't have the internet. Did,
2: well, but... How did you guys come up with this? Like, what is it? Why are you so enamored by Black Philip Like, that's, that always struck right. me as kind of off-kilter a little bit. Like, I just figured that. Yeah. <laughs> I figure um, at
0: the beginning that they're treating it like a pet. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure.
2: I don't sing songs about Dilly, though. <laughs> Maybe I should. Well, yeah, you probably should. But, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so Black Philip is really the evil behind all of it. Um, kills the dad. Violently, right, has seemingly killed the twins. It seems we and don't, the twins. You don't really get confirmation. We, you the don't, twins may have. You never see ran them. Ran off themselves. Again. Yeah. yeah, and then after Black Blackfield, the goat has killed the dad. Uh, Anya Taylor Thomason, right. Anya Taylor Joy's character, uh, who is allegedly the witch throughout this whole thing, um, is like, you know, hovering over him. Mom comes out. You fucking bitch! You did this, like whatever, you know. And yeah. it's like all like mad at her and blaming her. And like you were the witch. You were the witch. You were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tries to kill her, and so then she kills in her mom. In self defense, yeah, yeah, in self defense. Um, and then it's like, "What's up, Black Philip? Let's do this shit." Wow, well, <laughs> like, just like I mean, Black Philip manifests as a
1: human, yeah, and which you don't then, really see.
2: You just kind of see him walk no, behind right. her. No, right? It's and not like done through like a, bit,
1: a CGI morphing of it. No, it's just like no. this character shows up, and you can kind of tell that that must be black philip and yeah and he asked her to sign and, there,
2: there's yeah. stuff in both of these movies that i really like the lighthouse and the witch uh where eggers is he does this thing where he shows you a character who is seeing something that we can't see right and does it really well um in a lot Pattinson of different occasions with the light yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 fucking Pattinson with the light. Yeah. we didn't talk about that that, huh? that was a great moment um, yeah but in this one <laughs> she's like Black Phillip, talk to me like you talked to the twins, or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and you just see her face, and it's only through looking at her and somebody walking behind her, kind of, that you really are like, okay, yeah, there's a person here now. Yeah, um, Yeah. and then she walks off into the woods, sees mm-hmm. this coven doing this thing around a bonfire, the coven starts floating, she starts floating, credits.
1: Yep, yep. I thought it was nice.
2: It's dope. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought yeah. that was a great it's, it's thing. It's hard.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I think that with these two films, back to back, uh we are watching the a director emerge that we will probably enjoy evolving with him seeing what he has to offer in the future yeah and that makes me very happy because yeah. i'm a director film goer
2: you are yeah uh yeah whenever a uh, there's a trailer for a third film from him well it'll uh, be interesting to see like how much
1: he cares so you know there's definitely variation here as i talked yeah. about you know like i think there's more humor in the lighthouse I think that um, obviously he went with a starker black and white uh, style. It's not it like, far off
2: in *The Witch*, though. It is a very muted. No, color it's palette. muted
1: color palette, right? But it is color. Yeah. And you know, but it, you know, very so, gray. So make some bold choices cinematographically with this new one. Um, I think does some things with sound that are that are different. Not so much, like I said, I kind of I, I I was so absorbed by a lot of things that soundtrack wasn't necessarily score wasn't what but I was focusing on. Horn. But the foghorn, fog but even a character, you know, you, in that the character, the Robert Pattinson, the moment with like the blown out like distorted sound as end, he's yeah. screaming, that was just a. Intense, like wonderful moments. Like, it was like a pharmacon record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, um, and then <laughs> Joe's like, "I'm gonna have to look that up." Uh, yeah, d- you won't want to listen long, but hey, yeah, I don't think you care for her. But but, but you know, it's so I you see change. But then again, they're both period dramas mm-hmm. of yeah. a sort, although horror films mm-hmm. also. I think that both that, New England, both New England. He's yeah. from New Hampshire, so he's definitely got this deep connection to yeah. to the area. Um, you know, so there's things that it'll be interesting to see what remains consistent. I, You know, again, I, I will be excited to see wherever he decides to go after this. Um, he comes out of the world of theater, apparently. He had like a career in the oh, theater um, b- before he ever got into movie making. So um, I think, you know, th- thinking about that, like the, even though it's pretty um, stripped down, like the approach to set design and production design in general on both films is pretty pretty stellar, right? I mean so so yeah. I think like the attention to detail, the interest in pushing viewers into uncomfortable places, the surrealist imagery, the supernatural elements. I'm excited to see what of that mix persists and what what kind of changes because I think he's he's an interesting
0: storyteller and I'm definitely excited to see where he goes. He's legit. Yeah. Now we didn't have any roasted quail with parsnips on hand. No. No. But so was the beer enjoyable? I in, had it all for dinner. In right? Lou, yeah, you already yeah. ate it all. Right. Save, any, save any leftovers. <laughs> well, um, li- uh, let's light up a Fertello Toro.
2: I, I, I've got those in my humidor. <laughs> <laughs> the have, walk-in. The walk-in. Humidor I didn't know you'd finished ice. it already.
0: Yeah. Adroit theories. Where? What evil lurks?
2: Bottle number two hundred nine of two thousand.
1: That's right. So whoever had 208, you you hit us up and we can talk about how How it compares. Well, we
0: had that 5.5 milk stout at the beginning. We all agreed that it was drinkable, but uh, didn't really pack a wallop. You were looking forward, Carlos, to this 13.5. How did it do for you?
2: that's a full beer sir uh
0: no it's really good i mean um i thought the balance was impeccable yeah for a 13.5 it did not have that cough syrup boozy
2: it's i mean it's it's a thick boy yeah yeah Uh, it's but it's it's not it's not super boozy um Mm. it the coconut is nice on it yeah um the cinnamon is
0: i agree with you david i smelled marshmallow but i didn't taste any
2: you get a little... I, think I get it, and there, there's a sweetness bit.
0: in there that, yeah, that's where that it I sort feel of like. Carlos, you were talking about the cinnamon. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, no, no. but you're, I was getting to the marshmallow because I feel like the coconut and marshmallow play together really well. Mm-hmm. They balance really well because you get some sweetness from that coconut and the sweetness yeah. from the marshmallow. But then the cinnamon is kind of in there to add a little zing, but it's not like super yeah, forward. You're right. You're right. Um, so this uh, this achieves this really difficult... Like dance between all of the adjuncts that is perfectly choreographed in a way that sometimes you don't always get when you're putting more than one or one extra bit. Right, they're something. not fighting each other. They're not. F- yeah, they're not no. fighting each other. They're all wor- working together really well. I agree. And if you took any of those one things out of there, you'd have a significantly lesser beer. I think.
1: Yeah, or or at the very least a different one. I think that the the proportions yeah. here are all. Fine tuned to the point where I mean, they've brewed this beer for a few years now. I feel like they've really got this recipe dialed in. It is, I'm sure, this is
0: a very popular one if you're only, only releasing 2,000 bombers,
1: yeah. And I and I know they do like some barrel aged variants too. Oh. And stu- it's one of those, but come on, David, get busy. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but but this is just and you know, again, with the theme, what evil lurks, right? This does, you know, I mean. <laughs> Is it evil to drink something this decadent? <laughs> I guess. I guess on some level. I mean, are we right now uh, the Ephraims uh, uh, who are uh, indulging in that drink and about to cross over into that into madness? Madness. Yeah. Do you know what
2: he was drinking at the end?
1: Uh, well, it, that was wasn't it like kerosene it mixed with like something? It, yeah. I mean, like whatever they were trying to drink after they ran out of well, spirits. I'm glad which you I didn't imagined? bring that to pair. Was yeah. that rum? Were they drinking rum I uh, throughout the thought It, was, it vodka. was a clear, yeah, vodka, rum. A I mean, rum is spirit. it's nautical. Rum is like a yeah. nautical drink,
0: right? Uh, but <laughs> but whatever it was, yeah, I don't I don't think we're gonna go down that route with this. You <laughs> know? In addition to Ephraim, I wish I remember the character's name, the lead in uh, the the Vavitch. Thomason. Which one? What what was her name? What was her name? Anya. What was was her name in the film? Thomason. 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 You're right. But Thomas. Thomason. It was a masculine name. He's
1: only... Obviously, Robert Eggers had a bully in high school (laughs) named Thomas. Yeah. And and he's never going to...
0: Or are you like Thomason, where the solution to your oppression is the very thing within which you have been taught to fear? Yeah and what a i think commentary not only in 2015 but in 2020. Well both both
1: are like films where you have the characters eventually giving in to these dark things that they're trying to yeah. avoid, right? Cool. I mean yeah. giving in and
0: or or embracing be out of lack uh, out of requirement.
1: Yeah, one of them suffers terrible consequences because of it and the
2: other one seems to get to fly to the heavens. <laughs> have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've seen The Lighthouse, if you've seen The the Witch, um, we would like to know what you think. Um, did you agree with our assessment of it? Did you not? Did we miss something? Let us know. You can find us on all of your favorite social media channels, uh, on Twitter, at Beer Movie Show, on Instagram, at Beer and a Movie. And, of course, Facebook.com slash Beard and Movie TX.
0: Carlos, I never interrupt you at this point because you do such a good job. But I do want to suggest that people get to our Facebook and our Instagram because we're having a lot of fun on there. Yeah. I mean, we're really doing, I think, a great job getting fun information out as it relates to the show and in the movie sphere in general. Yeah. And of certain cast members of this podcast certain co-hosts rocking on uh, guitar in live oh facebook videos i mean yeah. that exists on our facebook it page It
2: does, yeah that that's a thing that, that that happened that i may not tell that's you. a thing
0: that we don't ask for permission to do <laughs> that i may
2: not tell you about next time uh,
0: you get, uh <laughs> you get in trouble
2: No, no, but but the listeners of this show don't need to be bothered with that kind of hoopla. Uh, Uh, I'm calling
0: bullshit. uh, But no,
2: we but but we have we've been much more active on all of those things than we have been in the past, which I think is which which I think is good. And um, yeah, shout out to Kyle Ferguson for hating Ari Aster as much as me. (laughs) I saw I saw him leave a. I leave, saw that too. I saw him yeah. leave a comment and I was like, my man. Dude, I'm, uh, I'm glad
1: you got some backup. I'm thank like, oh, God. Yeah. Somebody's
2: finally on the same page as me. Sorry, Kyle and Michelle. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then beer and movie uh, you know, We'll get better about it someday, maybe, but you can find a link to listen to this episode and all of our previous episodes. We're busy people with
0: busy lives. We're filling our lives with beer and movies and family and friends and and work
2: and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: you know. No apologies.
2: No apologies. But the link is there. If you are uh, not sure where to find it, but you also can find us on iTunes and Spotify. If you're listening to this through the Apple Podcast app. Then uh, go ahead, rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribing helps you stay abreast about when we are releasing new content, putting on new episodes, and what have you. Uh, rating and reviewing really helps us a lot. Um, we know you're gonna give us that five star rating. Leave us a review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of in the future. It is greatly appreciated. It's been a little while since someone left a written review, uh, so I'm 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 looking at yeah, you guys your for that. Yeah, some new listeners, please. Uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody, Let us know what you think. Yeah, tell us. Um, and. Uh, Until next time, why did you spill your beans?